Elizabeth. We are live from New York uh, or Cambridge, Ohio, either one. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Wednesday Night Deep Dive at Harvest Christian Fellowship here in Cambridge, Ohio. Uh, we're all going to say hi to a group of people in Thailand. What time is it over there, Rev? 4.56, and they are here with us. We welcome you guys. Praise the Lord. So, welcome to Deep Dive, all of you online. We appreciate you tonight, tomorrow night, the next night, whenever you get around to us. We love having you with us. So, um, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. I'll open us up with prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for Thailand. Thank you, Lord God, for this congregation. Thank you for everybody that's watching tonight, tomorrow, the next night. Lord God, we appreciate them. So help me, Lord God, to deliver this uh, teaching tonight. Help us to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name we all said, amen, amen and amen and amen. So, we are in the series having covenant faith. And we kind of switch gears a little bit in this thing. Um, we, we are uh, the children of Abraham and heirs to the blessing of the covenant that God made with him. Um, so we decided we would kind of continue this thing and look at what the blessings of Abraham is and we could be convinced all day long that we're the children of Abraham and heirs according to the blessing. What's the blessing? Oh, so we're we're going to find some of that stuff out, and uh, we're going to have to just go back a little bit. Man is not um, a biological something that came out of a petri dish in a swamp somewhere and randomly began to evolve into what we are now. Um, man was created by God to operate in a specific way through design. Uh, God designed man to operate at peak performance. Um, uh, I heard uh, somebody say one time that uh, if you had a, a, a million dollar racehorse, would you feed him chocolate and candy and let him smoke cigarettes and drink beer and stay up and play cards until four in the morning? <laughs> Would you do that? You know? Well, how, how about uh, uh, $500,000 uh, racehorse? No? How about just a, a horse out in the field? Would you let that horse do that? You know, a $1.29 nag or something like that. We wouldn't do that. Then, then why would we allow a child of God created specifically by him for his own to live under the design that he has given us? Amen? So here was man's built-in original design. It was to respond in faith to God's spoken, promised result. God said, if you do this, here will be the result. Man was designed to respond in, in the affirmative with that. Now watch, man's response in faith was a natural spiritual action. 
okay? So, um, man, we, we've talked about this before, and I, I don't really want to get into it too deep here, but um, we all know that this is not who we are. Who we are is a spirit being, and we're just living in this vehicle fit for earth, okay? So, um, your mouth is just a piece of biological equipment. What your mouth speaks is what your spirit is wanting to communicate, who you really are, okay? So, God formed the man from, from the earth. He breathed himself into the man and made man in his image. So when the man would speak, God would speak to the man. When the man would respond, it's, it looked like he was responding with his flesh, but it was a physical, spiritual reaction. What his physical mouth was speaking is what the spirit man in the inside was saying, okay? So the natural spiritual action of man responding uh, in an affirmation to God's promises would then, because the man spoke it out, would then create something on the earth that the earth in the natural realm would see as a supernatural event. Let me give you an example. Jesus goes up to the fig tree and, and he curses that fig tree and he said, you will not ever bear fruit again. So the next day they're passing the fig tree and the, the, it says that the fig tree had withered and dried up from the very root. Now, here's what that tells me. Listen, it's going to sound funny, but it's the truth. Fig trees have ears. That's why Paul said that creation itself eagerly waits for a manifestation of the children of God. You see, not only was, did God design man to be a speaking spirit, and he did that, through, through the mouth gate, through this physical mouth, he would speak. But he also designed creation to hear what the man said. Yes. Uh, are you getting this? So, now, now watch. Here's how powerful man's response action was. <clears throat> the first act of the fall came when Adam and Eve believed something other than what God promised them. Okay? They believed a lie. So, and, and watch this. The, the result of man's response of believing a lie was so powerful that it literally ripped the kingdom of heaven away from the kingdom of earth. That's how powerful man's response is. See? Now watch. So here's what happened in, in essence. God through the Barach, we know what the Barach is. <clears throat> I just want to say something here. This, this, these deep dive classes, um, 
I have watched you guys. Uh, Kevin called me before the class, asked me a question, and I, I, I sat there and it's like, this is not a question an average churchgoer would ever ask. You guys are learning so much. I mean, you guys are, man, I am so proud and happy with you guys. Uh, pastor don't like you, but I think you're tops, yeah. So, so God used the Barak. He blessed them. He said, here's what you've got. Here's what you'll do. And what he was doing was making a covenant with Adam. So Adam at the fall, watch, he refocused his faith. Oh, watch. He refocused his faith away from his covenant partner. Who was his covenant partner? Was God himself. God was his covenant partner. So at the fall, he, he, he refocused away from his covenant Parker, partner. So now watch. Man was the transferring agent of God on the earth. So watch this. Man's faith authority was so powerful that when it went negative, it tore the earth and the kingdom connection apart. So watch this. God's original design was for mankind to reign over the earth in blessings. Now watch. How else would the God species live. Hmm? We were made in the image of God. We were designed to operate like him. And all he said was this, watch, if you do this, here is my promise. Here's the end result. So our design was, see, we're believing the old lie. The, the lie is even around the church, not this one, thank God. But we believe the lie that we, we were born to suffer. Yeah. Like the old country song, you know, just misery and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's, that's not how God designed us to live. You know, what kind of God would do that? God designed us to have dominance in the earth and to live in blessing. We're kingdom family. So that's why, watch, when God made a covenant with Abram, he didn't add a law to it. There was no law involved with the covenant with Abraham. Um, here's, here's what God said. I promise to bless you and make you great. And I'm going to show you the way to live blessed. It wasn't the law. It was just a direction. You see? And, and that's a, part of the answer we were talking about right there, Kevin. You know, not the law, but the way. See, a lot of people come to church, yeah, God's not going to tell me what to do. No, he's not trying to tell you what to do. He's trying to tell you, here will be the results. God says, every day I set before you life and death. Why don't you choose life? Man, if you can choose that, you know, um, a, a, a lot of Christians are getting up every day and going, I'm not going to listen to God. I'd rather just run my head into the wall. Hmm? Man. So Abraham's response in faith, 
which was a natural spiritual action, released the power of transfer and dominion in the earth. So Abraham, because of his faith, was transferred into the realm of God, and he had dominion in the earth. Now watch, this is, this is important. Oh, this is good. Hmm. When, when Abraham believed, when he said, I believe, he was in a natural spiritual action that created a supernatural event. Okay? Now watch. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> God said, I will bless you. I will make you great. I will make you a mighty nation. All the earth will be blessed by you if you'll believe. Abraham said, now remember, Abraham just an ordinary guy, but he believed God. Abraham said, I believe. His response in faith to God's promise created a supernatural event. You want to know what that supernatural event was? God said, you will be righteous in my sight. A supernatural event. God said, you're righteous. From that point on, Abram was the righteous friend of God because of his response of faith into his promises. Now watch. In other words, righteousness is a man or a woman operating in the way that God designed him to be. That's why the enemy has twisted this passage of Scripture. Oh, you guys probably won't get caught on it tonight. I've caught you too many times on it, okay? All the promises of God. All right. Nope. The Bible does not say that. The Bible never said that. The Bible will never say that. And that, the enemy got into the church and said, I can't let them have this scripture. We're going to have to just let them say this. Well, you know all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. Well, whoopee. I'm still, li I'm still living sick, broken, stupid. But all the promises of God are yes and amen. Let's read the scripture. Here is a passage of scripture the enemy does not want you to understand. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 20. Ought to be highlighted, penciled. For as many are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Talking about Christ. Therefore, also through him is what? Is what? Our amen to the glory of God through us. All the promises of God are yes in Christ. And we are to say amen to the glory of God. You got this? Hmm. Huh? 
2 Corinthians 1.20. Now watch. I want you to think about the current situation that you're facing. Or somebody else if your life is perfect. Okay? If you have no issues at all, if you're not facing anything, you think about somebody else. But watch. When Adam refocused his natural spiritual reaction to God's promises and he believed a different word he created a negative faith event and tore his kingdom away from God's kingdom so we're facing something in life situation a threat whatever and we refocus and watch we're facing something My response ought to be, all the promises of God are yes in Jesus. So I'm saying the amen. I'm giving God glory in this thing. Okay? But what happens when, when the pastor and I get together and I say, you know, pastor, I just went to the doctor. And he, and he said, I got the rum puckaroo. Rum puckaroo. And pastor says, oh, my aunt had the rum puckaroo. Yeah, she ended up with the epizooty and she died, you know. We are refocusing our natural spiritual action away from the promises of God. And we just tore, even though I'm saved, we just tore the kingdom of heaven away from my situation. Are you hearing me? So in every situation, listen, we're the boss. It's up to us to bring glory to God in this thing. So when we're facing a situation and we decide, no, I'm going to speak the negative. I'm, I'm not going to speak the promises of God. What we're saying is, man, I got to remove the kingdom of heaven from my situation. You see? Now, go to, uh, go to the right and find Galatians chapter number 3. Galatians chapter number 3. You and I have been raised under a punitive law mentality. You know, God's going to get us for this. God's going to get us for that. And then we go to the church, and 95% of the churches are just saying, what our parents did, oh yeah, God's going to get you for that. Um, here's what happens. So, I've been to the doctor, he said I got the epizootie. I go to the pastor, and he, he adds his negative report with me, because I'm, I'm, oh, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, I got no place to turn, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. I'm hoping, but I don't, I'm not believing or anything like that. So, now, now watch, watch. Um, then the negative happens. Hmm? The negative result happens. And I get sicker and things are all bad. So the response, now that my thinking is no longer kingdom thinking, my mental response says, 
I remember that day I did something wrong. God is punishing me for this. Yep. Hmm? Yes, sir. Come on. Yeah. Here's the truth. When we focus our faith response on a different word, it's us that removes our situation from the kingdom of heaven. You see? Here is the truth. Straight out of God's word. Look at Galatians 3, verse 5. Watch. So, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by works of the law or the hearing of faith? Somebody give me the answer to that. Faith. Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. So then those who are of faith, listen to me, are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Now, here's something we know, okay? Go over to, I'm on, hopefully I'm on. Shake up a little bit here. Go to verse 23. We already know this. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now watch. I'm going to show you where a lot of people in the church are living right now. Go back to verse 10. For as many are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Listen to me. Those who confess Christ and believe their relationship with God is dependent on following the law has put their life back under the law. Okay? Um, you're in prison for a life sentence. And the governor, the, the warden, comes in with a letter from the governor. And it's a pardon. He says, you're free. You're free to go. There is no counts against you. And you're like, but, 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 what, what about the court? What about, no, no. This, this is it, man. You have a pardon. You're free. You can walk out of here. Okay, I'm going to walk out of here. And walk out. And the next day, on the prison wall, 
What do you want? Well, I'm here to go back into jail. Well, why? Because all the things I remember. Hmm? Isn't it sad? There's so many people in the church living like that. My goodness. Here's the truth. The kingdom of heaven is an open door to those in Christ all the time. All the time. When, when Jesus gave his life on Calvary, <clears throat> uh, how many did he save? Like three or four? How, how many was that? couple, yeah, a couple, huh? All of Jerusalem? All, the whole world. Okay. Just that day, though. The ones that was just living that day? Forever. Okay. Okay. So, there came a day I was born in the natural world, born under the law, But then in my early 20s, I heard the good news of the kingdom, and I gave my life to Christ. And the salvation that God was giving for 2,000 years already became mine in that moment. So even though I did not know Christ before that day, God was giving all things from heaven all the time, but I didn't acknowledge it. The day I acknowledged it, it became mine, okay? The day we believed, our act of faith became the catalyst that bonded God's already accomplished salvation to our life. In other words, I said the amen that brought glory to God. And all the promises that Jesus already procured for me became mine. Now watch. Let me show you. Here's what happened to us when we believed. And the church, you're going to get people mad on this. Most of the church doesn't believe this, Kevin. Most of the church isn't teaching it. I listen to sermons on Facebook and I got to go take medicine. The bondage is worse after they went to church than it was before they went to church. Listen to me. Listen. Here's, Here's what happened when we believed and the church has stopped proclaiming it. Look at Galatians 3, verse 25. But now the faith has come. We are no longer under a tutor. We are no longer under the law. Um, turn to uh, just a couple pages and go to Colossians chapter number 1. Go three or four pages, you'll find it. Colossians chapter number 1, verse 19. Mm. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him, to dwell in Jesus. <laughs> and through Him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. In other words, through Adam's transgression, the kingdom of heaven tore away from the kingdom of earth. 
but through the cross, Jesus reconciled the kingdom of the earth and the kingdom of heaven. He brought reconciliation for those who believe. Now, now watch. Um, to verse 21. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. God the Father looks at every one of us in Christ and says, my gosh, what beautiful children. What beautiful children. Um, Verse 13, familiar to us. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. Somebody finish it. In whom we have redemption. Come on. The forgiveness of sins. My, 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 my. Um, hmm. Go to, um, go back page and look at Philippians 3. Again, one of my favorites. Philippians 3.20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from whom also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch what he's going to do. He's going to transform the body of your humble state into the conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power he has even to subject all things to himself. Now watch this. We go into a church and there's this pastor screaming and yelling and sweating, stinking. He's crying, sin, 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 sin. Y'all bunch of dogs. We think we feel good if we get beat enough to go to the altar and cry and weep and confess our sins and all that kind of stuff. I, I like the, anybody ever hear of the Dune series? It was a movie. They just made the movie Dune. Anybody hear that? Yeah. Well, there's three geeks in here. <laughs> Frank Herbert wrote Dune way, many, many, many years ago, 50s or 60s, something like that. And, and it's a series of books about another planet. Well, really, it's about the Earth. He makes you think it was another planet. And anyway, uh, Paul Atreides in the story becomes uh, the god of Arrakis. That's the planet. So now there's a whole caste system of uh, prophets and, and uh, priests that rules over the people. And um, there's a dialogue in the second book, The Children of Dune. And, and I'll never forget the, the passage from that book, and it, it fits our world today. Um, there's a dialogue between a priest and uh, an official, and they're arguing, and uh, the official says something, the priest responds, and the official says this, every priest, and I think about my own schooling, I think about college and seminary, 
line from Dune, oh, this was from Dune Messiah. Every priest is taught early that the truth is a heresy. That's the church today. I am so sorry to say that. But one of the things we're taught in seminary is never just preach the truth about Jesus. Because then people will just live any way they want to. I'm sorry if the Lottery Commission called me and said, even though you didn't play, <laughs> you won. Life's about to change, Linda. Hmm? Huh? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm not going to live poor anymore. Huh? Jody going to have a house so big she isn't even going to want it. Simple as that. If we would let people know what they have in Christ. Oh, my goodness. You know, one of the reasons we keep living like idiots <laughs> after we're saved is because we still think we're the same people we were before we got saved. Hmm? Man. Okay. So, let's ask Paul's question to the church and answer the question of why we're not seeing the supernatural in the church. Look at Galatians chapter 3 again. Galatians chapter 3. Listen. I've got a little bit different translation. Mine says, chapter 3, verse 1, O you foolish people at Harvest Christian Fellowship. Yeah, right in there, Kevin. Who's bewitched you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. The Greek puts it in the thing as a billboard says, Harvest Christian Fellowship, who has bewitched you? Jesus was put on a billboard for everybody to see as crucified. And this is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Answer me that question. Uh, faith. Are you so foolish then, having begun by the Spirit, you're now trying to be perfected by the flesh? Oh my goodness. Go, go to Psalm 119 real quick here. Psalm 119. Hmm. Now watch. We can know what God is already constantly giving by the study of his word. Let, let me, this is my personal translation of Romans 10, 17, okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing what God's already giving. That's my translation of that. We, we get in this word, we find out what he's already giving, and we say, amen to that, you know? I'm going to do my best to give you glory in that, Lord. Here's why faith and confession works, okay? Psalm 119, verse number 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in 
heaven. Here's, here's what that, that Hebrew word settled means. To put as an authoritative station over a place, to deputize as a ruling over an area or people group. That means that God's word is watching over itself to make sure it always comes true. It's deputized. It has to be, okay? Let me, let me read you a couple uh, scriptures here real quick. Um, listen, in, in that light, Matthew uh, 24, um, listen, Matthew 24, verse 35 says this. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Because God deputized his own word to watch over his word to make sure it always comes to pass. You see? Um, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 uh, verse 25. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. Now watch this. Watch. The kingdom of heaven is a place of unlimited things all the time from the hand of the Lord. God gave the Abrahamic covenant as a clarifying promise to those who are in the kingdom of God on the earth. So you and I were not born in heaven. Amen? Amen? We were born in this natural earth and we were fallen. So we had our citizenship in, in the fallen earth. That means God allowed us to be born all over again. You see? He, he said you can be born... You, Life, is, let's say it's a box. There's no way in, there's no way out. The only way you can get in the box is to be born into it. Okay? And then you can't get out of it. The only way you can get out of it is to die. Okay? Life in Christ the same way. Let's say it's a box. You can't, you can't get in, you can't get out. So the only way you can get out of the first box is to die... And the only way you can get in the second box is to get born again into the box. Paul said, I've died in Christ, huh? but my life is now hidden in, in him. Um, okay, I need, to, I need to move on here. Hmm. So because in Christ man had a change in position, we, we believed, we were born again, we were transferred to the kingdom of heaven. Um, we had to change a position so we could operate the way we were originally designed to operate. Man's faith focused on God's settled word releases an anointing from heaven so a supernatural event can take place. Listen, I guarantee you the day I got born again and God called me righteous... That was a supernatural event. And him even more than me. Huh? Was it not a supernatural event? It was a, it was a supernatural transfer in the heavenlies. So, um, 
A person trapped in religion will confess a change of position, but they'll never believe in their heart they're at peace with God. Hmm? A person that is trapped in religion will confess a change of position, but they'll never believe in their heart they're at peace with God. Hmm. Abraham believed. And he said, I believe. And heaven and earth, heaven ripped itself apart. And this supernatural event took place. A man under the fall became righteous. Now, why was he righteous? Because he always did right? No, because God said he was righteous. In God's eyes, here's what he said. He said, Abraham, you can never do wrong. Abraham, you will be righteous before me. I will bless you. I'm going to show you ways that you can be blessed because you are righteous. But, 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 but. You are righteous. That's the supernatural event. When you and I confess Christ, God said, Kevin, you are righteous. You can't do wrong. Now, you're going to have trouble with that flesh, okay? But one day, the reward of your flesh is I'm going to give you a body that will line up with your spirit, man. You just hang in there, buddy. You just keep on believing. You just keep on confession. But I'm telling you, you are righteous. In my sight, you can never do wrong. You are just okay. You see? Um, Man, I gotta wrap this up. Um, real quick, go to Mark chapter 4. It's not very often I run out of time before I run out of notes, but real quick, Mark chapter 4. Um, so, when we believed in Christ, there was a supernatural event that took place called salvation. And we were transferred to the kingdom of heaven. Now we got to get our mind lined up with the reality of, of what happened. So because we've been transferred into the kingdom, now we can change different positions of our life in, in all aspects of our life. Now watch this. Here's what Jesus taught about the continuing word of the Lord. Look at uh, Mark. Um, well, let's go to Mark chapter uh, 4, verse number 20. Jesus said this. He's talking about the sower sows the word. And those are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, 100 folds. One of the first scriptures I ever learned when I got saved. I, didn't, I couldn't say boo to a goose, goose whenever I got saved. I had 
don't think I'd ever picked up a Bible. I think that's one of the reasons it was easier for me to believe because I didn't grow up under a religious system that could tell me that, that I was never going to be anything. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, the preacher said everything in there is true. So I started reading. It's like, hey, that's cool. You know? So, so watch this. So I read this, one of the first scriptures I ever read. <clears throat> and I'm like, then I want, if I can have a hundredfold, I want a hundredfold. Huh? If there was overtime at work, that's what I was working toward. I wanted the overtime. I didn't want the regular salary. I wanted the best. And I said, Lord, I'll, I want a hundredfold. Years later, I had a master's in religious education and a doctorate in theology. Hundredfold return. Hundredfold. You see, you see what I'm saying? Now watch. Um, so go to verse 24. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. Take care what you hear. Because the standard of measure that you measured, that will be measured to you. Uh, let me start again. Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. And more will be given to you besides. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. So, you're reading the Word. How, how much more do you think you guys that, that stick with this deep dive on Wednesday nights, how much more do you guys think you know uh, theologically than the rest of the congregation? Let's be honest. Huh? I'm making them answer it. A lot more, huh? There's some words that I can say to you guys. You guys say, yeah, I know what that means. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's what happened. Wednesday night deep dive was announced, and you said, you know what? I'm going to go to Wednesday night deep dive. And you got more. And because you got more, now more has been added to you. You see? So the you look at this thing and you go, ah. okay, here's, here's the worst word that goes around the church, but. You all know but? Yeah. Here's, here's what, a, here's what a, a religious smart butt is, okay? Religious smart butt says this, okay? You, you know religious? You all know but. Okay, here's a religious smart butt. I know what God's word says, but huh? you did not say amen. You did not bring glory to God. You just removed your situation from the power of the kingdom of heaven. Do not pass go. Do not get $200. Amen. Hmm? Amen. Wow. Um, I'm going to close. The Amplified Bible, Hebrews 11.1, 1, says this. Now, faith is the assurance, it's the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceived as real fact 
what is not revealed to the senses. Now, I said this once before, and everybody liked it a long time ago. And we'll read it again, we're going to close with this. As citizens of the kingdom, as righteous people, oh, we've got to get this. Idra, God says, the day you got saved, Idra, you will always be righteous. Even when you think you're not, you will always be righteous. Now, I have given you the family authority. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I've given you the family authority to use your righteousness on your own behalf. Anytime you want to. Doesn't matter how you feel, because I said you were righteous. You see? Now watch. As a righteous person, a child of God, part of the kingdom, faith becomes the proof of what I cannot see with my eyes. Obedience becomes my walk of faith in what he said. Patience becomes my sacrifice of praise while I stand on his promises. And the change of position becomes the supernatural harvest for my life. Hmm? Can I say it again? Faith becomes the proof of what I can't see with my eyes. Obedience becomes my walk of faith in God's word. Patience becomes my faith, my sacrifice of praise while I stand on God's promises. And a change of position becomes the supernatural harvest for my life. I have said so many times in so many churches, sometimes, and I've done this with Jody, sometimes we need to set the household down and say, I think it's time we got God back involved with this. Hmm? There's no shame in that. That's saying amen, and that's bringing glory to God. Amen? Amen. Amen.